Hi there, Rockstar, and welcome to Stand Out, Get Noticed. I'm Christina Cantors, your host. I'm a speaker, coach, and the founder of The C Method, where I help high-performing professionals and business leaders to build powerful communication skills. You can learn more at thecmethod.com. Now, today's podcast is all about meditation. Now, you might be thinking, "Mm, meditation, tried it, didn't work. You might be thinking, Christina, I can't sit still. I can't wrangle my thoughts. Maybe you think it's some weird hobby or a thing that you need to do because everyone else says you should, but you don't really know how to. Well, in this podcast, we're going to break down some of the myths around meditation and make it really simple to to digest and to um, also shift your mindset. Our goal is to shift or to open your mind to the idea of meditation as a tool to help you achieve more clarity and success in your career and business. And I'm very excited to introduce you to my guest this week. Her name is Lauren Lee, and she's from Inner Rebel. Now, Inner Rebel is a company where Lauren helps women to develop and strengthen a positive inner voice through meditation and and through her events. She's a certified yoga teacher. She holds a certificate in meditation, and she's also a featured meditation teacher on Insight Timer. And I have done her morning meditation a number of times, and it's beautiful. It's a beautiful way to start my morning. Lauren is also one of the brilliant founding members of the C-Method Academy, which also happens to be launching this month. More on that later. In this episode, Lauren breaks down for us why meditation is such a powerful tool. She debunks some myths around meditation and shares some simple ways you can get started. Personally, for me, meditation has helped me to be more grounded and more focused, especially under pressure. You know, I don't stress out over small things as much anymore, and it's helped me to dive headfirst into new challenges with less worry about the outcome. So if you want to reduce your anxiety and improve your confidence when it comes to speaking up or uh, when giving presentations, and even feeling less stressed and more at ease and at peace on a daily basis, because I know your job's pretty stressful, like we're all pretty busy, right? There's a lot going on. If you want to just... Ah, and just bring it to, you know, a nice, calming, relaxing state on a day-to-day basis, then I highly recommend meditation. So keep listening to this episode. Lots of good stuff here. So you're ready to get into it? Let's meet the wonderful Lauren Lee. My first question to her was, where did you come up with the name Inner Rebel? Here's Lauren. Inner Rebel came to me in a meditation. So I think this is kind of my story. Um, I was trying and trying and trying to name my company. I knew I wanted to be around, you know, women empowerment, empowerment in general and meditation. Um, So I closed my door. It was like three weeks of trying to figure out a name. Closed my door to my office. And I was like, I'm going to sit here until I get a name. And so I gave myself, you know, a lot of amount of time. And an hour had passed. I didn't know that, but an hour had passed. And at the end, three words emerged, uh, defense, greatness, and energy. And I had no idea what that meant whatsoever. I was like, this is a bunch of hooey. I'm just going to keep on doing what I'm doing. Um, so I continued to sit in my office and I you know, was just looking at um, different magazines and like media and content. And the word inner kept jumping out, inner, inner, inner. 
So I started putting other words together and uh, I originally was going to name it um, Rebel Tribe. So Rebel was already something I was thinking of. So um, then I put Inner Rebel together and I was like, dang, this works. <laughs> your greatest self-defense to self-acceptance. It is truly the greatness of who you are. And it is the energy you're going to need to keep persevering, to keep going forward. So yes, I am an inner rebel, absolutely. Um, but what that means is that you're listening to your true self. You're opposing what doesn't serve you and living the life you want to live. And sometimes you have to be rebellious to do that. Love it. And yeah. how did you, what, what brought you to this point in your life, Lauren? That's a good question too. So I've always been involved in self-development personally. It's always just been something I'm, you know, been interested in. I've been studying it. I taught yoga and meditation has always been something I've been interested in as well. Um, and it came to a point, I'm a, I'm a new mom. I have a two and a half year old and that opened up a lot. That was kind of my window into like how we enter the world. And that I took as a very spiritual experience. Can you expand um, on what you mean by that? Like the window of how we enter into the world? Yeah. So I can remember the moment I met her, like to the T, like I, you know, it's just a memory that it seared into me. And it was like, I looked into her eyes and I was like, I know you, where have you been? Like, we are friends. Like, I know <laughs> you. And that is such a strange feeling and such a strange experience. Um, Cause she had been, I'd been connected to her, but not really. And then when I physically saw her, it was just a different experience. Um, and so once you see somebody day one, minute one, and as they continue to go on in their life, it is truly the window into how we all come into the world. And I just knew in that moment, and I remember staring at her like bundled up, you know, in, in her little bassinet. And I just was like, wow, like, we're willed and wildly capable to have an amazing life. Like all of us, every single person. And she was my proof. She was the proof I needed to be able to witness that and experience it. So wow. I hope that answer. <laughs> yeah, it's a beautiful answer. So then what got you on that journey of going, okay, I want to be able to help other people do this and expand their awareness yeah. and find their inner rebel? So I truly do care about people feeling empowered. I really do because they just in business and in personal settings, family, like people are hurting and it, it, our world is really chaotic and there's a lot going on. There's also a lot of good, but I want to be part of the conversation to help people live the life they want to live, to just be happy, to be able to take in the moments, to be able to um, feel good. And so that is important to me to contribute to that conversation. I want to look back on my life and say, I contributed. Absolutely. The selfish part of me. <laughs> <laughs> we all have one. <laughs> is, uh, you know, and I'm totally transparent is that when I became a mom, it was super clear to me that I will never be with her every single moment of her life. And so I never want her you know, she'll go through her own self-discovery, but I never want her to truly doubt herself, her greatness, the greatness of who she is. And so selfishly, I'm helping the world as best as I can so that when she's in, in the environment without me, I have hope and faith that there will be somebody else in the room <laughs> who feels really good about themselves and can encourage her too. So beautiful. That's why I do what I do. Love it. So Lauren, 
Finding your inner rebel and making your impact on the world can be done through various different modes, right? And I know that for you, one of one of the things that you, you teach is meditation. And for you, that's a, a big part of how you're going about achieving, you know, your your objectives. Yeah. Um, so can we talk more about meditation? And, and firstly, maybe you can share with us why for you meditation is such a critical tool? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So back up just a little bit, right? Like meditation has always been, you've heard about it. We've all heard about it. Like we all get it. Yes. We know it's something we're supposed to be doing and me too, you know? Um, and in my twenties, if you were like, Hey, why don't you just go meditate? You know, you'll feel really good. It was probably lower on the totem pole. I was going to try. Totally. Um, but as I got into other practices and, and understood and, and took time to learn about meditation, now I'm clear that it's a tool. And here's what I mean. So your brain, right? Your brain ha- is func- has functions, right? It has many functions. But one of the functions it has is thought. So just like think it is like your heart, right? Your heart is beating. It's coursing blood through your body, keeping you alive. Your brain is functioning has a function of thought. So there's three different types of thought. There's insightful, experiential, and then there's the narration. And this is where I think meditation offers so much to us. So narration is essentially when, I have a lot of references to kids because I'm a new mom, but if you've ever been around kids, like on the bus, on the train, in you know the airport for sure, like anywhere that they're confined, they're talking out loud. They're um, making sense of their experiences by talking. And that's because they've learned thought, right? They put sounds together, they get reactions, and now they're making sense of their whole world and just chattering on. That's that narration. Then they go to school and they realize, okay, I got to keep that all inside, right? Because they've been told to be quiet all the time. Absolutely. And you have... (laughs) You have this independent work. So sit down, do this work, come up with the answers. And so then they've got to think inside, which is great, right? Mm. But there's also no like outlet or there's no explanation, especially now or then, you know, when you're younger, understanding that. So now we've got tons of people walking around narrating for themselves inside. And this is where meditation comes in as the biggest freaking tool. Like, there's enough studies out there to you know, prove that this works. But once you start to meditate or have some sort of experience with meditation, now you can witness these thoughts. Now so, you can you, can, so Lauren, can you just yeah. share what, that we, we all have this narration going on in our mind. Why is this a problem for us? Well, so it's a good question. So it's not necessarily a problem because it's a function of your brain. It should be happening. You should be narrating. It's when, it's when you have no awareness of the narration that okay. it, you get tripped up. So every morning I wake up and I think I got to lose 10 pounds. I, you know, I didn't do this right. You know, whatever the narration is, it's negative, it's judgmental, it's critical, it's their inner critic. It all boils down to fear. Somehow your mind or your narration is thinking you're not going to be accepted. You're not going to be safe. So then it's coming up with all the reasons why you got to hurry up and do something so that you can be safe and accepted. So without being able to witness that and hear it, it's going to drive your life. 
So I'm sure you for sure have, you know, worked with people who have a narration or have a belief or have certain patterns of the way that they think that is stopping them from doing what they want to do. I mean, Oh, I have a narration. Absolutely. Yeah. We all do. Like I'll wake up in the mornings and be like, Oh, I've got to get to that. Do I have an appointment this morning? Oh, I, I didn't do that thing yesterday. I need to do this thing now before. And it's just, it's just goes, 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 goes. It's incessant. Constant. It is. It's literally the type of thought that is, it's called incessant thought. Like I call it narration because I think it sounds a little nicer, <laughs> but it is incessant. And um, so meditation, especially in the morning. So a lot of us grab our phone first thing in the morning. And I know like morning rituals is some is kind of trendy and things that people are talking about, but there's something to be said about waking up, taking note of where you are who you are, what's going through your head, what you want to do today. I have a morning intentions meditation that I know you've tried. I have. Um, I mean, maybe you can talk about that too, but I, uh, I really, really, really firmly believe that being aware of your thoughts is allowing you to live the life you want to live. So when our narration goes uncontrolled, it's really going to spin out and, mm. and you're going to feel it in your life. You're not going to make the decisions you want. You're going to feel judgmental. You're going to judge other people. Um, it really can just run run its course. So with meditation, we then, we firstly become aware of that narration. Mm-hmm. And then what what's the next step? Like once we're aware of it, then what? How does it, do, do we try to remove the narration or what do we do with it? Such a good question. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for asking. Okay. So any event that I do or anytime I'm meeting a meditation, there's, I, you know, I ask, have you tried this before? Who's, you know, what kind of meditation do you like? And there's different types, which I can talk about too, but there's always somebody who's saying, I've tried it. It doesn't work for me. I can't shut my brain off. That's not the goal. So it's okay to have thoughts while you're meditating. It's okay to witness your thoughts. What you're doing actually when you're meditating is you're kicking down the gears of your body. You're moving yourself out of fight and flight, fight, flight and fight, fight and flight. <laughs> now fight, I fight, yeah, fight and flight, yeah. yeah. And um, you're, you're coming back to your normal state, which is calm and relaxed. You're not in danger. Um, so it's actually changing your brain. So mm. long time ago, they never thought that meditation actually did anything to your brain. Now there's countless, you know, countless studies that are out there that actually prove that it's shrinking a region of your brain that's controlling emotions and fear so that you are calm, more clear-headed, you can make the right decisions. That's a tool. That's a legit tool. So right before this call, I was tripped up in my own narration. I had to think, you know, of all the things that could possibly go wrong. I call my inner critic uh, tabloid Tammy. <laughs> Tabloid Tammy. Yes. I love that. So you personified your inner critic. Yes. And that's something you can do. That's pretty common uh, tactic so that you can actually speak to them. Now you can go for that if that feels comfortable for you. If you don't, you can, you know, choose not to. But essentially what you're able to do is you're just able to confront those thoughts and you're able to say, thank you so much for showing up. Um, But I got this. In this moment, I'm okay. I know I'm safe and accepted or whatever it is that they're afraid of or or your inner critic is trying to bring your attention to. 
Hi, Rockstar. Let's take a quick break because I am really excited to let you know that the C-Method Academy is launching on the 21st of October. Now, if you haven't heard about the Academy, if you love this podcast and you want help and support in implementing what you've learned from the podcast, then the Academy is for you. It's a monthly members-only training and accountability program to help you take your communication, your public speaking and leadership skills to the next level. Now, some of you may know that I have been working with a core group of 10 people who have been the founders, the founding members of the C-Method Academy, and I've been working with them over the last few months to help develop up the program to make it as awesome as possible. Now, Lauren happens to be one of the founding members, and when we were recording this podcast, we, we actually started talking about the Academy, and she shared some really beautiful feedback with me, and I asked her if it was okay if I could share it here on the podcast, and she said yes. So here's Lauren talking about her experience with the Academy. So I just wanted to thank you for creating the Academy, for welcoming me into the beta group. It is completely enhanced the way that I communicate and how confident I feel, you know, expressing my business and what I do. And I really, really owe that to you. Even people reach out to me now and say, you know, what did you do? (laughs) How are you doing this so confidently? How are you, you know, not afraid to speak publicly and I definitely direct them to you and and some of the worksheets and the one thing which I know you know but one thing that literally was like game changer for me was the belief so you asked point blank hey do you believe you're a public speaker and inside my head I was like no but then you can't get what you want if you don't believe if you don't believe it so I had to write I am a public speaker and then start to believe that and now I do So it's been an amazing experience. I think also the community that you've built has really um, been helpful and insightful. And I just really, really, really thank you for welcoming me into your community. A big thanks to Lauren for allowing me to share that with you here on, on the show. It was so wonderful to hear Lauren's experience with the Academy and to hear how much it's it's helped her. And this is why I'm really excited to open it up uh, and to launch it in October so I can help more of you to ha- to see some of the same results that Lauren's seeing as well from her short time in, in, in the Academy. Now, to launch the Academy, I will be running two free webinars on the keys to assertive communication. Now, I'm running two to accommodate for different time zones, so it doesn't matter where you are in the world, why, either of those should, should work for you in your time zone. So to check out the webinars and to register, remember they're free, go to thecmethod.com slash free webinar. Now, the link to that is in the description of this podcast in your app. This is going to be super, super fun. It's a live webinar, so you'll get access to me directly. You'll be able to ask me questions and interact with the other people there as well. So it's going to be very different to a podcast where I'm talking to you directly and you can't really talk back to me here. But on the webinar, you'll be able to do that. So head on over to thecmethod.com slash free webinar and sign up there. Okay, back to the show. I think it's important to really note this distinction of meditation in terms of using it as a tool as opposed to like a hobby or just something that I've been told to do because it's good. I think for anyone who wants to be more effective at work or in their business or to feel more calm and at ease during the day, 
Um, this is this is a, a tool that you can use, just like you use. I don't know what's a what's a tool. I know you were telling me about um, a, a tool on Instagram that you can Link use. Tree. Yeah. Oh yeah. So Linktree, that's a tool for helping me get all of my links in one place to make it easy for people to navigate. Or or like I use OmniFocus. It's a tool where I put all my to-dos in one place and that helps to keep me organized and calm because I know that all of my to-dos are in one place. So Absolutely. meditation is just another tool to help me to feel good and to bring, you know, um, to sort of gain a, a handle on on my narration. Absolutely. And that's the thing I think most people don't understand. So, you know, we've heard about meditation, like I said, and you've said, um, and it just feels like it's for somebody else. It's for them, you know, like they, they meditate and it's not a common practice. Um, but I really believe, especially in business that it's a game changer. So before you make a big decision, actually, I can give you a really good example. So I worked with a client and it's a a big business and um, they had a huge meeting coming up, huge, very important. Everybody's stressed out. So I sat down with them and this is the executive team. And I said, we're going to do a meditation. They're, you know, they're like super resistant. Not, it's nothing's going to (laughs) work and that's okay. I'm a rebel. So it's good. Yeah. Yep. Um, And uh, we did the meditation and essentially the meditation is allowing them to perceive the experience that they're about to have in this meeting, right? To see how they want it to to happen and then create the way you want to feel. So actually embody how you would feel if all those things happened. And then I had them write it down. And then for a week I said, focus on those things, right? Give it a letter, do it, you know, make sure you can focus on this. They had the meeting and afterwards they came back and they said, had we not done the meditation, had we not perceived how we wanted it to go, had we not been calm, had we not seen our colleagues be calm about the heightened meeting, we would not have gotten the results we got. I was like, wow, that's why it works. (laughs) (laughs) So good. So good. And I, and I love that. And, and I, I do, I have listened to your morning meditation on a morning intentions meditation on insight timer. And I highly recommend everyone go and search for Lauren Lee as the teacher in there and check out her meditations on there. Um, one of the things that you guide us through in that meditation is to focus on how you want to feel, you know, having accomplished your, your day. And I think, um, and I spoke to Jason Snadden, who's an abundance coach. We, we talked about this as well around um, meditate on the feeling that you want. So not like not, not just the, the thing that you want to achieve, but also what are the feelings that you're going to generate having completed that thing, um, which is something like we're so not used to doing. Like, that's not something you ever get taught to do. You just think, oh, the feelings just come as a result of whatever I've done, as opposed totally. to I can, I can generate these now. That is, and I wish it was taught in school because I think it could really help so many people, but it's not a common thing that you learn unless you're diving into self-development and you're kind of in the world. Um, But that's great that you were able to experience that. And you, feelings are the conversation and the communication in your body, right? So if you want to feel good, you, you know, practice those feelings, you prioritize those feelings, which is also a really amazing thing. 
but most of us, we are looking about, we are thinking about the worst case scenario <laughs> mm. in most situations, especially if you're taking a risk or you need to stand up in front of an audience or, you know, you need to make, be heard. A lot of us are thinking, oh my God, everything's going to go wrong. Yeah, but, absolutely. But meditation can absolutely help you through that. One of the other kind of myths around meditation, right? So there's a myth that you have to stop thinking and that's not necessarily true. I think it's really good to allow your brain to run wild, to, you know, allow yourself to experience it just being loud. Now you know, now you know what's constantly going on. And then you can take deep breaths and soon you can see some space between the thoughts or you can entertain the unknown. Like you don't have to have everything defined. It can just be a space of unknown and that's totally fine. So how do we start, Lauren? Like how long should we meditate for if we're getting started? So it's really personal. And, and this, thank you also for asking that. So this is the other thing in our world regardless of where we are, we want to know the process. We want to know the right way. We want to like, actually somebody at a party the other day asked me like, how do I scale up in meditation? <laughs> you know, like, how do I get how do I there? Get better? Yeah. <laughs> how do I achieve greatness? Yeah. Yeah. And so I just kind of laugh because it's, it's not competitive and it's not one way. And one of the best things I learned in school was that there's not one way. There's not like a, you have to do it this way. You have to not think, um, you have to meditate for 10 minutes a day. That's the only way you're going to see benefits. It's very personal and there's different meditations for a reason. Not everybody's going to resonate with one way. We're all different. We all want okay. different things. So can you give us a few examples of different types of meditation? Yes. Oh, so and then also how long for? Yeah. Yeah. So there are, there are seven common meditations. Um, primarily, I practice guided meditations. That means somebody's guiding you through meditation. <laughs> um, there's voice or music and there's um, posing questions and, and it really is taking some of the pressure off mm. of, of not thinking. Mm -hmm. um, and so that I would actually recommend for like a beginner. There's mindful meditation, there's body scans, which is just relaxing your whole body. There's loving kindness meditations where you're only focusing on loving kindness and sending it back to other people and receiving it to yourself. There's tons, there's breath awareness, there's transcendental meditation, kundalini yoga, uh, meditation, so it's also a practice of yoga. So apart from the guided meditation, what would be uh, like a, a simple form of meditation that any beginner could try? This is actually what I tell people because I think we get tripped up, right? Especially when we're just beginning into meditation and learning about it and we want, we want to do it right. <laughs> and you don't have to worry about that. So here's the easiest way to do meditation. Sit down or lay down, close your eyes, set a timer on your phone for three minutes, one minute if you're nervous and just breathe deeply. That's it. That's it. That's a meditation in itself. And you could do that in the morning. You could do it in the shower. You could do it while you're brushing your teeth. You know, you can incorporate it into your life. You can do it while you're driving to work or on the train. And it doesn't have to be this ritual if you don't want it to be, you know, if you don't have the time. And sometimes I don't. One time I, or actually this week I was, or last week maybe I was meditating in an in a Uber, you know, 
They're just taking deep breaths and relaxing. So I think that is probably the best answer, honestly. It takes the pressure yeah. off. You don't have to do it right. And it's your free will. You're just closing your eyes and breathing. Everybody has access to that. And you don't even need to close your eyes sometimes. Like you can just have like a soft gaze or wear sunglasses. So if you're like on the train or something, you just put on sunglasses so people can't see you closing your eyes. Yeah. (laughs) And just close your eyes and focus. Absolutely. And, And one of the best definitions I've ever heard about meditation is it's the concentrated, it's the ability to have concentrated focus. So like, have you ever heard anybody who's like, I feel like it's a meditative state when I'm painting or when I'm biking or running. That's because you are concentrated. You have this concentrated focus on this one activity. It allows you to separate yourself from your incessant thoughts or from your environment. And you're just you. And so it doesn't have to be this. uh, You can meditate in, in a physical form as well and or painting or drawing or whatever. Yeah, um, I think it, one of my friends, um, Maria, who's been a guest on this podcast, she runs painting and personal development workshops. And for her, she says that painting is the only way she can meditate. Yeah. You know, that works for her. And I know for some people it's movement, you know, like dance or yoga perhaps um, is really? your form of, of meditation. Yeah. What's one other tip that you uh, would like to share with people who are – getting started in their meditation journey or perhaps still a little skeptical? Mm, Okay. Well, one tip is to not be judgmental. So don't judge yourself about the experience. It's just a, it's just an experience like CrossFit or gardening or anything else. So I think not being judgmental, not going into a judgmental, but if you're still doubting meditation as a tool to connect to yourself, I have a lot to say about that, but I'll I'll try to (laughs) make it concise. Um, I would would encourage you before you to start to meditate, why? Like, why do you still feel doubtful about this practice? What is it about it that you don't like or that doesn't resonate with you? And that's okay if it doesn't. Um, because then that's leading you down the path to something else that you are likely going to like, and that will offer you relief and a calm state of mind and allow you to, you know, weather your life. So maybe that is your narration that's, uh, coming from a place of fear. So if you are feeling that constant stream of, oh, I don't know if this is going to work for me. I don't really want to do it. Maybe you start noticing that. Yeah. And questioning that. <laughs> exactly. And I, you know, one more thing is that I think sometimes people are afraid of what they're going to experience when they made it. Like, it might be the first time that you've ever been introspective. It's maybe the first time you're ever kind of like shutting off that noise and, and seeing what's out there and, and maybe evaluating your life. And that could be really scary for some people. And they're like, and eh, that doesn't work. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Mm. So I think asking why and um, you know, giving it a try. There's really no harm. No, absolutely. No one ever did a meditation session and said, well, that was horrible. I wish I'd never done that. Yeah. It's just oh, well, I hope so. Anyway, <laughs> I never have. No, <laughs> I think, you know, I think it's promoting you to feel good about your life. And, and there's so many studies, like literally it's just like thousands of 
you know, control groups and people who are super stressed out in a work environment, giving them meditation and the other group not, and then uh, monitoring their brain. Um, and, and the brain is changing. So any naysayer, I would say, you know, look at the reports, like look at the studies. It, it, it's truly changing your brain, like just like a drug would. So, but this is not a drug. Super easy and much cheaper too. Yeah. <laughs> well, Lauren, this has been wonderful. Thank you so much for um, for sharing all of your wisdom and beautiful energy on the show. Um, if people want to connect with you, um, can you tell us where people can find you and who are the people you work with? Yeah. So probably the best place to find me is honestly on Instagram. Um, Yay, Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> That's where I'm most active. Um, yep. It's the media that I like the best. Um, I, I Facebook, there's a presence, but it's just really not as active. So Instagram, my website, Insight Timer, where you can access my meditations. Um, and primarily the people I work with are mainly women, although more and more men have been coming into my life um, to work with them. But I work with people who want to strengthen and develop their positive inner voice. And I work with businesses as well to help them. Wonderful. Well, thanks again, Lauren. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you for having me. This is so fun. A huge thank you to Lauren Lee from Inner Rebel for being such an amazing guest on the show this week. You know, I took away so much from that conversation, that the main points being that we all have an inner narration that tries to keep us safe. And when your narration spins out of control, it impacts other areas of your life. Meditation is a tool that you can use. It's not just a weird hobby. The goal of meditation is not to stop the thoughts or to get it, quote unquote, right. Um, And meditation is used to bring awareness to your inner critic or your narration. So those are some of the key points I took away from this conversation with Lauren and I'll definitely be aware of those as I move forward in my own meditation journey. Now, if you found this podcast valuable, Lauren and I would love to hear from you. So head on over to Instagram and uh, send us a message or, or post a picture of yourself listen and listening and make sure you tag us and, and let us know what did you get out of the episode? Do you have a meditation practice? What do you find works for you? Do you still have questions or uh, about meditation, let us know. We would love to for you to join in on the conversation. Oh, and before I leave you, remember to register for the upcoming webinars on the keys to assertive communication, which are all part of the launch of the C-Method Academy on the 21st of October, which I cannot wait for. Go to thecmethod.com slash free webinar. Again, all the links that I mentioned will be in the description of this podcast in your app. And that is all from me this week. Thank you for spending some time with me today. I'll talk to you next week. My name's Christina Cantors and this has been Stand Out, Get Noticed. <laughs>